What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? It's your boy, Chris Style. We are here, Victory Monday. May not feel like a victory, but it is still a victory. We beat the Broncos on a Victory Monday. We got a lot to get into. Let's talk Chiefs. Yeah. Arrowhead Chiefs. It's your girl, Miss Nicole. Okay. We a hustle, baby. Uh-huh. Started from the bottom, now we here. My homie at the start of his career. Let's go. Try to win him early, hit the truth. Uh-huh. Tuning every Sunday for the juice. Arrowhead Chiefs Podcast, bringing all the news. If you miss the play, come for reviews. Chris out here rapping for the crew. Post game highlights, uh-huh. subscribe on YouTube. Uh-huh. If you miss the play, come back for reviews. Post game highlights, uh-huh. subscribe on YouTube. Uh-huh. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Hope everybody's having a good day, good Monday morning. We are here. Chiefs victory, beating the Broncos. No, it doesn't feel like it, but we still got the victory. Unfortunately, plans can't make it today, but we got our other partner always rocking with us on the recap Monday. My guy, Ty, from Sports Talk with T. What's going on, Ty? Yeah, exactly what you said. It does not feel like a victory Monday, even though it is. I feel like I need to talk some people off the ledge today on Twitter. You know, people are going a little bit crazy after that blown lead, but I think I still think we're in a very good spot here. Yeah, I agree. You know, at the end of the day, it's like Eric Bieniemy says: it's not about the stats and the numbers; it's about the alphabet. And the alphabet is what the W. So we got the W. May not be in the way that we wanted, but it's a college football. It ain't about style points. It's about getting the win and moving on and you want to get this bad taste out your mouth and move on to the Texans. but we'll get into that in a minute but chiefs win patrick mahomes you know had a had an up and down game you know uh wasn't one of his better games even though he has some highlight reel type things going on with the pass to mckinnon he had the other pass to Juju in the back of the end zone, but he had some picks, some questionable, bad decision picks. Maybe, probably two of them were good plays. The Patrick Sertain, he still had to go down low to get the you know the football. That's just a great play on the ball. Um, even though it was off, um, he probably, if he hits Sky more in stride, he probably catches that football. Um, and the one, uh, the two of them, one Travis Kelsey, the first one, that was just a good play by the linebacker. But the other one, he tried to throw in the traffic. I think he was trying to show it, throw it to Juju. That was just a bad decision. It was like three Broncos over there, and he shouldn't have threw that pass. So sometimes, you know, Pat can do, be try to do too much. You know, he gets, you know, he gets going a little bit, and we get great Pat all game. But also, you can get the Patrick Mahomes that you know he start trying different stuff. He start pressing a little bit, trying to make. Too many plays, especially when he throws one interception, he might try to he tries to make up for it and you know <laughs> make another miraculous throw and yep. ends up making a bad decision and throwing a pick. Now, I don't think this is gonna be a pattern. I don't think Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden is gonna start throwing three to four interceptions in a game. I just think that this is just one of those games. And and give it up, you know, the Broncos' defense was one of the top defenses in the league. I know we like to bag on Russell Wilson and this offense only scoring nine points a game and all that good stuff. But 
we got to understand that this Broncos defense was still a good defense. It's one of the better defenses in the league. The stat was if the Broncos had scored at least 18 points a game, they would be nine and like nine and three or, or ten and two right now. So that's how good that defense is. The Broncos would only have to score at least 18 to 20 points a game. And they would be <laughs> we wouldn't be we wouldn't be talking about the Broncos like we talk about. It. Yes, we probably talk about their offense not being that good, but we'd be highlighting that their defense is so good that they keep them in football games that the offense don't have to be great. Unlike the our, our team, yeah, our, our offense has to be on. Like we have to score at least twenty four to win a game, at the very minimum twenty four. And if we don't score over that, and you see it, all our losses, we lost to. Uh, the Bills, we lost. We only scored what twenty one points. Yep, twenty one. The Colts scored seventeen last week against the Bengals. Twenty four. Twenty four. They just happened to score twenty seven. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so it is unlike that. If we had the Broncos, could you imagine if we had the Broncos defense? Man, we'd be blowing teams out. Oh, we'd be undefeated almost right now, yeah. probably. They be talking about us and the Eagles right now. Who's the best team? Because we we be smoking teams right now. It wouldn't even be close. So all I'm saying is, yes, we we were up 27 to zero. And we should have we should have smoked that team yesterday. We should we should have put our foot on their neck and we should have won that game. A little bit of the good, the bad, letting them back in ugly, which is the win. Good to seal a game with running out the clock and defensive stops when it got close. I I agree, yep. John. I agree, John. I agree with that, too. I agree, John. But, <clears throat> yes. And, and, look, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he has to hold some of this, letting them back yep. in the game. We got to throw some at the feet of the defense, even though me and Clarence, Kind of had, you know, he, he was like, you know, defense playing good. Yes, the defense was playing good. I'm not disputing that. But at the same time, even though Patrick Mahomes – and a lot of those interceptions were on our, like, close to their end zone. It wasn't yep. like they he threw it and we was, like, at the 5 or the 10 or the 20 on their side. It was a lot of times we was on the other side. So <clears> – <throat> I'll, the defense still has to go out there and get stops. Yep. At the end of the day, I agree like, with that. Like I get it. Like you want the defense to you, know, you you want Pat not to throw those picks and put the defense in bad situations. The defense probably still tired. They just get off the field. Yada yada yada. I get all that. But at the end of the day, that's what they get paid for. They get paid millions of dollars to get on that field and make stops. And yep, you know. Okay, the first interception where they marched down the field, they kind of went into an up-tempo, no-huddle-type deal and just marched down the field. I get it. You're tired. You're trying to, you know, gain yourself. It's hard to, you know, when somebody goes up-tempo on you yeah, to exactly. kind of get stops because you, you're constantly – you're on the go. You're on the go. The Russell but, Wilson was using those legs too. Yeah, he was running a lot too, more than what he's done all season. He's not really been using his legs as much as usual. But this game, he was doing that. And that's the Russell Wilson that we've all come to know and, and seen in the past, in the Seattle days. So 
he was he was vintage Russell Wilson for part of the game. He really was. So, <clears throat> but the second touchdown, the screen pass, <laughs> like that's just. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. They was they read the blitz right. Good. It, it was a good play. It was really was a good play because he read the blitz. They threw it out to the screen. Nick Bolton pretty much had no help. Like he he was on the island by himself, getting blocked. Then he, you know, stiffs on Legarius Sneed. Kudos to Marlon Matt for making a good play. But still, you would want the defense to get stops on those plays. And that's all I'm saying. It's it's not just Patrick's fault. Yes, Patrick deserves the blame. I'm not saying that absolving Patrick Mahomes. He is not a, a, above uh being blamed. When he plays bad, he plays bad. We blamed him for the AFC Championship yep. game last year. It was at his feet. A lot of people want to blame Chris Jones because he didn't get no sacks. And, yes, if Chris Jones probably gets a couple of those sacks, we win the game. But if Patrick Mahomes and the offense doesn't go to the doesn't go downhill from halftime on. We definitely win that game. We win the game and we're going back to the Super Bowl. Maybe even if they kick the field goal before the half, we win the we still win that game with everything that went on that in that in that AFC championship game. We still go to the Super Bowl. So <clears throat> it's everybody's fault yep. <laughs> that they got back in this game. <laughs> it's all it's the offense, it's the defense. They both had their part to play in them letting Denver get back into this game and almost possibly winning this game and 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 getting an upset win that would build momentum for them to going into next season because nobody thinks that they're going to do anything this year. So this was pretty much their Super Bowl this year. This was this was their Super Bowl. This was it because they know they weren't going to the playoffs. So they was putting all their eggs in the basket. Once they yep. started gaining momentum, they really started feeling it. Oh, we're going to put in the good plays. We're going to do this. we it just happens. That that's that's the type of team that you have when you when you're one of the top teams in the league, and you're playing an inferior you know team, they're gonna give you their best. Now, as as a, a top tier team, would you like them to put teams away more often? Because you know the Chiefs, we really don't. We haven't really been that team to put teams away. We used to be a team like yep. that. I say Mahomes' first few years as the starter, when we when the offense was still kind of the this offense was feared. Yep, we had Sammy Watkins. Yeah, defensive coordinators feared this offense. Now, don't get it twisted. This offense is still number one in scoring this year. Still one of the top offenses in here. But I would be I would be blind to think outside of Travis Kelsey that people. Fear the weapons on this team. You know, maybe one day they'll fear Kendarius Tony because he has those type of playmaking abilities, but he has to be out there on the field to do it on a consistent basis. Yeah. Um, but they don't fear MVS. They don't even Juju as good as Juju played yesterday and has been playing most of the season before he had the concussion. They don't. I don't say they fear Juju. They, you know what I'm saying? They account for him. They know that yep. he can get open and he can make plays when need to be made plays, but they don't fear Juju. So <clears throat> I would say the Chiefs have a 
they're they're not the type of team to put somebody away. So when them going up 27-0, it was <laughs> I was surprised actually. I didn't think we was gonna I go was up 27. I, I thought I thought that we would, you know, it was gonna be a little bit nip and tuck. So I wasn't surprised. Okay, we start off with two, you know, field goals. All right, we'll probably score the next drive, which they did. They scored the next after those two field goals. They scored. That was the crazy play, you know, to McKinnon. To McKinnon. So I'm like, okay, we'll probably stay here. <laughs> we'll probably stay here for a little bit, and then we'll probably get another field goal, and then go into the half, probably get a touchdown, and then put the game away. And then you know, Denver will probably kick a few field goals, maybe get a touchdown, and that was going to be the game. It was going to be one of them. Ho hum, kind of like how it was with the Rams. It was gonna be ho hum, you know, block type of game, whatever. Nothing spectacular. We get the W, we go home. But it was anything from that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was from that. <laughs> it was a tale of two of two halves or two quarters. So, Ty, give me your give me your assessment. What you thought of the game? Yeah, so we jump out to that 27-point um, lead. Like you said, I was a little bit shocked. I didn't think we would um, at, have a 27-point lead at any point in this game. I thought it was going to be close, and then we would pull away at the end. Um, but really, it just came down to the reason that lead got blown was it really reminded me of the AFC Championship game. You got a running back that's averaging five yards per carry. You got Jerk McKinnon that was getting going. And then you got Ronald Jones sitting on your bench that – he can't get a carry in any game at all. You're up 27 points and you got to run the ball more. I mean, I know you want to stay aggressive and I 100% get that, but you can stay aggressive with that running game when it's working the way it is. And you're getting five yards of carry with Pacheco and he can, he was running guys over and he can break tackles. You got to keep going with him because that's a way to put out the game, you know, put the game away. Let's run the ball. We're going to, set our defense up in good positions, field position-wise, and we're going to make them go out there and score some points. We're not going to beat ourselves. We really started to beat ourselves in this game, and I agree with you 100%. I think Mahomes deserves some blame, but I also think the defense still has to get stops. I yeah, mean, most... you, you got to get stops still. And, look, I'm not trying to bash the defense because, you know, when you watch the national media, I think it's becoming an ongoing thing where, you know, it's low-hanging fruit to, like, say the defense is bad. Like, it's kind of like yep. – because the defenses have been, you know, average at best, you know, in the past. You know, last year the defense was okay. The year that Tyron and them first came in, later on in the season it became pretty good. But, you know, for the, mo- for the in the beginning it was a little rough. Um, and then the year that – um the year that um, Mahomes first started, it was historically bad, and he still went to the AFC Championship game <laughs> with that historically bad defense. It was a historically great offense and a historically Actually, bad defense with Bob know? Sutton running things. Bob Sutton, with, oh, you know. God. So I'm not gonna kill the defense too much. You get six sacks in a game, you yep. know. Like, come on, now. like that's pretty good couple of turnovers, which we've been begging the Chiefs to get turnovers, and they got that. You know what I'm saying? The Willie Gay interception, that was beautiful. Like, we've been waiting for Willie Gay to make plays like that. That's why I was looking at Willie Gay this year. That This was his, this was his year to make plays in the middle of the field like that. 
getting interceptions, you know what I'm saying, just being disruptive in the middle of the field because of his athleticism, his sideline to sideline play. He, you know, he can make those type of plays. Those are the type of things that Willie Gay was brought in to do. Yeah. While Bolton is the thumper. And what's the name of the athlete? <laughs> and that's what he's supposed to do. The defensive line played pretty great. Yep. George Karloffis got another sack, y'all. He's got three sacks on the season now. So, like, <laughs> Chris Jones got a sack yesterday. And he was the reason why that game got, you know, on defense. Sealed. Yep. He sealed it on defense with that hit. So, we got we to gotta take the good with, you know, the good with the bad, you know. Yeah, it does remind me a little bit of that stretch last year. With Mahomes, yeah. It does have to get fixed. It does. Like, he can't – and I will say this about Mahomes. He does throw a pick. He has thrown a pick, at least one pick, in each – most of the games that he's played this season. So that's something that does have to get corrected. Like, he he has to stop, you know – forcing things to Kelsey and, and it's obvious he, you know he trusts Kelsey and he, he trusts Juju the most those are the two receivers that he trusts the most when he, when going when the going gets tough where's Juju or where's Travis not in that order <laughs> it's mostly where's Travis yeah and where's and, Juju and then if it ain't Travis ain't open where's Juju oh he's got three people on him I don't care <laughs> I'm gonna force it in there and he's got to stop doing that. Now, what we can live with is Gerald McKinney having seven catches for 112 yards. I, that, we can work with that. If 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 Travis has 70 to 80 to 100 yards and Juju, Juju has, has 70, 80, 100, you know, 80 to 100 yards, and you giving me McKinnon having 80 to something out the backfield, that can work. Because in the second run of New England, that's what they did. James White was a receiving yep. running back. That's that how they was a beast. Him. That's how they used him. Just like how Jared McKinnon is being used, James White was the same mode. That's why he was a fantasy league free. Everybody loved him in fantasy football. Yeah, you was taking him in the first round because just James White was that good coming out of the backfield. So this is we can live with that. And and Pacheco being that that that. That bruising back, yep. you know what I'm saying? Wearing down the clock when we need to get some runs. That was great. Finally, at the end, the good to see a running back run the clock out. <laughs> exactly. I want to add something about um, Mahomes' interceptions. I'm starting to wonder if he doesn't trust the pocket as much as he used to. You mean – with them tackles giving up the two most pressures in the league, you got to wonder if he's thinking about some things, you know, moving around a little too much, maybe evading the pocket a little too early. Uh, it's definitely got something to do with it. Um, you know, with with um, uh, Orlando Brown and um, Andrew Wiley, Wiley. Andrew yeah. Wiley, they're definitely, you know, you know, it's in his head. <laughs> it's it's in his head. Um, I think, and then I also will attribute, I'm not trying to make excuses for the Chiefs. They deserve every backlash that they're getting today because at the end of the day, you are a top tier. You're, you're considered one of the top three teams in the AFC. It's Hughes, it's the Bengals, it's the Bills. And you're considered a Super Bowl contender and you got to put teams like this away. So I'm not mad at any backlash that they're giving them. But I will say this, 
I do think it was a lingering effect of the emotional loss that they got from losing to the Bengals, and they brought that in. I know, I get it. It was up 27-0, but I do feel like effects, you know, when that pass rush started getting to Patrick Mahomes, I think he starts getting a little tight, and he hurry up and mm-hmm. try to throw he, You know, he tries to get rid of that ball too f- quick because he don't trust Orlando Brown. They may be they probably great friends on the off the field. Yep. But on that field, he don't trust that man. And Wiley, he knows what he got on the right side. He already knew he knew that Coming in training camp. Year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that in training camp. So I think it might be time to I don't care if you put Lucas Yang out there. I don't know if you gotta put Prince, you know, take all whatever his last name is out there, but yeah, but one of them too. I'd rather because I'd rather okay. I'd rather know that my right side is good. At least one of my sides are good. Exactly. If Prince or, or Niang get out there can sew up the right side and make sure the right side is good, and you just take your lumps and put some help over there with Orlando Brown chips, whatever you got to put a tight end over there. I don't know, but I'd rather rock like that because at least. I know my right side is good. So if all else fails, I can roll out to the right. right. <laughs> there was some film going around this week on um, Lucas Neang, and it, he he played really good last year. I mean, you know. I thought he did, too. A lot yep. of people was like, oh, Neang was bad last year. No, he was not. He was – once he started getting into the flow. Yeah, it, it, at first it took him a minute. Yeah, yeah like it, after he got into the flow of things, the right side was good. And yep. even – People forget when we played the Bengals in the regular he season. He played on the left there, side. He was good on the left side too. That's why I'm. He I was mean, playing call, better than Orlando did. Call me crazy, but see, people forget that when we drafted him in the third round, that's what they picked him for. Yeah, be the left tackle because he dropped to the third round because he had a hip injury. He was supposed to be a first round pick. He was highly talented coming out of TCU. Like he he was a top tier left tackle coming out of TCU, but he had the hip surgery, and you know of course you want an offensive lineman with hip problems. That's a that's a red flag. So <clears throat> he dropped all the way to the third round because you know Andy Reid he saw he, he sees the the he's more athletic than Orlando Brown. He's a big, even though he's a big guy, people don't realize how big Lucas Niang is. Yeah, that, he is. That is a big dude, but he's way more athletic and agile with his feet than Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown is just a big, stocky dude, but he's not, he has no athletic ability. He, he needs to run forward mm-hmm. when he with his blocking because once he has to kick it out wide, he can't yeah. make it there in time. He yeah. gets beat. Every time speed rushers kill him. Yeah, even even these power rushers are starting to get to him too, pushing him back all the way into Patrick. And like I said, I think the I think it is a correlation with Patrick, you know, feeling the heat in the pocket, not trusting what he sees. And yep. He he, you know, I don't think it's so much all the defense is throwing something at him that he's never seen before. No, I just think that he's not trusting the pocket. Yep. And I think that before it collapsse, he tries to fit it into a, a tight hole, window. tight window or whatever. Because, you know, of course, when you have talented arm talent like him or Josh Allen, you know, you think – because Josh Allen has the same problem too. He think you can make every throw. He think you can make every throw. He think you can fit it in tight windows. And 
you know, these these guys get paid too on the other side to make plays. And you know, unfortunately, that's that's the that's what can happen. You know, you get picked and you cost your team a loss, you know. And when we play the Cincinnati's, when we play uh the Bills, Patrick Mahomes can't have those type of no. uh problems. Those mistakes. And and just as a team. Uh, overall, you know, we saw what turnovers can do in the Buffalo Bill game when we had a chance and we all sat back and thought that Patrick was going to march down that field. I did. <clears throat> and, you know, because in those situations, it's kind of like we we seen this we seen this movie. It's, it, you yep. know, this, this is how New England fans was feeling for the longest with Tom Brady. We've seen this movie before. Like, y'all know y'all left too much time on the clock. And we even saw it this season with the Charger game. Like, you left too much time on the clock, man. Like, <laughs> we're gonna win this game. You do know that, right? Like, and that's how you know, that's how I felt in the Buffalo game. I thought he was gonna march right down the field and we was gonna win the game, celebrate, and laugh at Bills fans. But it didn't happen that way. He threw a pick. Von kudos to Von Miller for Von Miller made a play. He made a play. Making you know, Pat throw that ball like he when he didn't want to. Maybe Pat should have probably threw it, you know, threw it away or you know, tried to dirt it, you know, a little bit at Sky Moore's feet. But he ended up throwing the pick, and yeah, it just didn't work out. It did not work out. So, yeah, I definitely think it's got to do with the pocket. I think it might cut out. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. I can't hear. Hold on. Yeah, so I'll just read this comment, I guess, while he's uh, getting his setup back. I agree with you, Mark. Um, the Chiefs have faced half of these teams that are in the playoffs, so we know what we're expecting going in, you know, with the Buffaloes, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Even now the Chargers are in there. So, like, we know what to expect going into these playoffs. We know what we got to do. We understand, you know, the goal that's in front of us to get to Arizona. We understand how to do that. We just got to execute, you know, and I, I totally agree with that comment we still have that it factor that we can. Um, we know what we're doing to get to Arizona. It's just going to take – it's going to take execution from the offense and the defense side of the – Chris was saying we the margin of error is so thin when we're playing a Buffalo or a Cincinnati that we, can, we can't have turnovers, you know, whether that's special teams, whether that's on the offense, um, whether it's a fumble, no matter what it is, we cannot have turnovers in these games. we got to play a clean game. Um. Yeah. So you're back, Chris. Yeah. I was just touching in on this comment. Yeah, health is key. Yeah. So I, you know, next week is a good is a get get right game. You know, what I'm saying I expect them fully to go out there and beat the Texans and the worst team in the league. Even though you know they gave the Dallas Cowboys some problems last week, but I just think there's more so of a Dallas was looking ahead and they didn't yep. take them. They didn't take them serious. They didn't take the Texas serious. They didn't. And the chiefs can't go out there and do that. They definitely can't do that. 
I hear you. I hear. Yeah. 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 I, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> Not right now. You know, yeah. they can beat us three times. So I can't disagree with you, man. Three times in a year. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think against the Texans, we we definitely you know could correct. Like I said, these these last these last four games, they can definitely correct some of these issues yep. and get it right and get ready for the playoffs, man. Because um, like like we got to get right for when we play in Cincinnati or even the Buffalo Bills, you know. Because at the end of the day, even though we only lost by three points to both of those teams, we still lost <laughs> and. Both those teams, regardless if it's in Arrowhead or if it's in Buffalo or Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati finds a way to get the number one seed. Regardless of where we travel to or they travel to us, we're going to be considered the underdogs against both of those teams. Yep. Vegas is going to make those teams the favorite going in. They're going to make Buffalo the favorite. They'll probably be a minus two and a half, minus three. Favorite point favorite if they have to come to Arrowhead, same thing with Cincinnati. It might be a minus one, minus two, and they picking the Bengals to win that game. So <clears throat> it's definitely going to be we're definitely going to be the underdog. Yeah, and I know we were talking about it um yesterday on the group. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that too. I know we we're talking about it yesterday on the group text. I feel like we're missing speed right now. You know, I'm, yeah. I haven't seen the Chiefs miss speed in years because we had Tyreek Hill. We had, you know, we had fast guys everywhere on this team. Yeah. And this year, when Kadarius Tony and Michael Hardman are out, the fastest guy on this offense might be Jarek McKinnon. He is. <laughs> he is. And, yeah. and, there's only, and there's only so much Jarek McKinnon can do as a running back. Yeah, he's good, at, you know, in the screen game and, you know, over, you know, Checkdowns and stuff well, like that, yeah, in the, the flats, flat. yeah, in the flats. But you can't expect Jeremy McKinnon to run a deep over route or something like that, or you know, run some of those jet sweeps like you know, Miko or anything like that. So, yeah, we're definitely missing Miko, we're definitely missing Kadarius Tony. Hopefully, when those guys come back, they can stay fully healthy. And though that is a that might be an element in the offense that can you know help you know. Flip coverage on, you know, when we playing these defenses, you know, they're going to have to account for when, when McCall does these jet sweeps. You got to call for Kadarius Tony when he's moving in motion and when he's doing certain things. And if we can get both of them to do stuff, <laughs> you know. At the same time. At the same time, that's really going to make, you know, defenses have to account for because if they don't, you know, somebody's going to be open. So, yeah. And you know, more so, you know, Miko in the in in the red zone. Both of them in the red zone, really, more so, you know. And that'll open things more for Juju and for Travis, you know, in the middle of the field. Because unfortunately, MVS, as much of a deep threat as he is, he's he's not consistent. No, you know, and there's on his route tree is so limited. You know, you you can only do so much with MVS. You either can run him on a nine route, fly route, or you can run him on a post, or you know, you can run him down the seam maybe. But other than that, you can't really do too much with MVS. Like his, he, he can't run quick slants. Or yeah, he, yeah. Can't make yeah. him go over the middle. And if he does, even if he's wide open, he drops it anyway. So that's just yeah. <laughs> 
it's the tough catches that he can, you know, the defender draping all over his neck and he catches a one-hander and it's just like, you got that one, huh? <laughs> catch that. Catch the easy stuff, so. Yeah, well, the thing with MVS is, too, he has straight line speed, but that's, I mean, he offers nothing after the catch mm-hmm. at all. Like, uh-huh. I have yet to see him offer anything after the catch at any game this year. The bright side is that a lot of these rookies are getting critical experience playing time in the event of a next man up situation. And I agree with that, Mark. But the one thing, and and, uh, Ty brought this up in the group chat that he wanted to talk about, is play calling. Now, on defense, I want to talk about – now, I don't like to blame Spags for everything because, look, we got to understand that he's playing with rookies. like So he can't – he can't put up the exotic schemes that we're used to when we had Tyron and 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 Sorensen and all these veterans, the Hitchens. Even though those guys weren't, you know, other than Tyron, Tyron, he had a, you know, he was great for us, you know, in the time that he was here. Maybe that last season, last year, he wasn't as great, but for the most part, I like to say Tyron Matthew was great when he was with us for the three years, three four years he was with us, but. With those guys, those are veterans. So he could run those exotic schemes. He could, he could, you know, do some trickery with the scheme and, and do some things to trick the quarterback. With these young guys, he can't really do that because yeah. they're still getting their feet wet in this in this defense. Like they can't, like Nick, we gotta remember Nick Bolton is young. This is year two. This isn't year four and five in this defense and he you know he knows the checks and all this stuff he's still learning on the fly himself this is his first year as the green dot as the guy yep. in the middle <laughs> you know he, he this is his first year willie gay's third year like these the, the you got brian cook and trent mcduffie and joshua williams and Jalen watson leo chanel like justin reed's first year in the scheme exactly so he can, only person that could probably know the exotic stuff is Juan when it comes to like the secondary and all that stuff. And I mean, of course the defensive like Chris Jones and Frank Clark, they know the scheme and they can, you know, do some twists and stunts and stuff like that with that defensive line. And, you know, Carlos Dunlap is a, a enough of a, a veteran, veteran. Yeah. That he can, he, he'll know how to do that stuff too. But the back end of that, he can't really run that stuff. Uh, he can run probably a variation of it, but he can't run it to the full extension extent that he wants to run it like we all know that spags when he wants to get in his bag he can get in his bag when it comes to the exotic blitzes and the things that he wants to do exactly there's a lot yeah. of new guys on this team and and at the end of the day we got to take the good with the bad with these young guys man because yeah. they, they, they're gonna they're gonna take their lumps they are man and unfortunately and they're gonna do it while we're on this run. Like, think about it. Think of it. Like, this was supposed to be a down year for the Kansas City Chiefs, and most of it was due to was well, most of it was oh we lost Tyreek Tyreek Hill, but the and other the defense half, being young, yeah, and the defense being young, we get new receivers, new pieces around Patrick Mahomes on the defense. You know, everything. The whole team is being revamped and new. So we're going to take a step back, and then next year we'll take a step forward. That's That was the talk of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, we saw that with great coaching 
Andy Reid, Eric Enemy, even Spags. You can put Spags in that too. And some of the other coaches on that defense, Joe Cullen coming in, shaping up that defensive line. And um, some of these other defensive coaches. Or even the, that, the backs coach. Yeah, uh, uh, Merritt. Um, and then you got a great quarterback with Patrick Mahomes. And you got that combination. <laughs> you're 10 and 3. And you're still right in the driver's seat to get the number one seed. Yes. I agree with that 100%. Agree with that comment. Stats don't necessarily tell for the defense, but they are ahead of schedule. They are. They are very ahead of schedule. You know, I know we like to see – we want us to have – I know we were – because as if you're a true Chiefs fan and you've been here, we've seen some great defenses here. Yep. We've seen some great – linebackers, defensive ends. We've seen some good corners, corners. <laughs> safeties. Like we've seen when we have a great defense, but what is old, but tried and true with the Kansas city chiefs. What is it? We always have a good defense, but the offense is eh, or <laughs> it, you know, it's trash or, it's or the offense is great. And the defense is trash. Like it's always been like that. We never can have both. <laughs> they don't work like that <laughs> with the Kansas city chiefs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe in another world, maybe in another multiverse, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs got both. <laughs> we just dominate. We got the number one defense, the number, <laughs> number one, one offense. offense. We're just dominating. <laughs> Pat Mahomes is throwing for 8,000 yards, man. We got Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got we got great receivers. We just we got Tyreek Hill still. We're just doing all kinds of stuff. But it don't work like that, man. And look. As much as we get mad at our team, you think Buffalo is happy this morning? You think Buffalo fans are sitting up there like, oh, man, we right? No. I bet you Buffalo fans is on the airways mad. Now, granted, the Jets are a deep, way better team than the Broncos, but, they're, but are their, they offense really, is, their offense but, isn't. <laughs> but is it really like aren't they the kind of mirror images of each other? One just three and nine, and the other one is seven and six now. Like yeah. they have court their quarterback is not as but on the same level as Russell Wilson right now. And they're <clears throat> they got offensive pieces on the outside, but they can't really get it to them. And you know, uh their running back, their star running back is hurt and Bryce Hall and Devontae Williams. Yeah, like, and they both got good defenses. <laughs> top tier defenses like the, what's the difference between the Broncos and the Jets other than the record probably the right. schedules probably the, the Broncos and I read that stat off if they if they score at least 18 19 points the, their record is about the same as the Jets so yeah. it's just I bet you Buffalo and, and I watched that game once Quentin Williams went out of that game that defense was different. He he is their Chris Jones. Yep. He is a mirror image of Chris Jones. Even where he wear 95. Wear 95 like, yeah. <laughs> he plays just like Chris Jones to me. He can get to the court and he was giving Josh Allen hell the whole game. That first half, he was giving him hell. He could not do nothing. Like he was shooting through the gaps and just grabbing John and throwing them to the ground. I'm surprised they didn't throw a flag on him. They like to throw flags for Josh Allen. But once he was out the game, what happened? March right down the field. And they only won 20, what, 20 to 12? Yeah. 
I guarantee you Buffalo fans ain't happy right now. Nope. They shouldn't be. I mean, I, I don't think I would. I don't know. They got a really good defense, but, man. Yep. They do. I mean, don't get it twisted. There's high expectations. When you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you're going to get high expectations every year. And once we got the taste of winning the Super Bowl and getting back to another one and hosting the AFC championship four years in a row, it gets to a point that, like, that's the bar. Like, (laughs) you got to at least get to the – and really is get to the Super Bowl, but you got to at least get to the AFC championship game, man. Because that's where the bar has been set since he's become the starter. He is setting the bar so high, so high, that anything less is a disappointment. And this is in a season where we were supposed to take a step back. Exactly. You know, with, with young players, you know, and, and one thing that Mahomes has shown this year is that he's elevated. You know, he, he can elevate a team with less than. Like, he, you know, it was always a year but with Mahomes. Oh, yeah, but you got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid, and you got Tyron Matthew, Chris John. Like, now they can't say that because he's elevating this offense. Now, yesterday wasn't his greatest moments. But other than that, if MBS you know what is having a career year. Juju is looking like Juju again, like he was in Pittsburgh. You know, if exactly. he didn't pop, possibly if he doesn't get hurt a couple of games, he his numbers will probably be more elevated than what they are now. But in these next what four games, you expect him to at least get a thousand close to a thousand yards. Travis Kelsey still Travis Kelsey, you know, and <clears throat> you know a lot of guys are having better years than what people thought they was gonna have. So, like I said, this team is still in the driver's seat, man. Yep. And we got to be, we got to just calm down a little bit. Yes. Was yesterday kind of a, a red alert, like, yo. But also, you know, you know, y'all know how these AFC West games go, man. It, it, wacky stuff happen all the time, especially when we play the Broncos. Yep. Especially Denver. when we play the Broncos. <laughs> and, and I would say, out of all the teams that the defensively, even when Vic, especially when Vic Vangio was here, he would he would give Mahomes fits sometimes. He would too. give Mahomes problems. Like that was one of the defenses that would give Mahomes a little bit of problems. Even when Van Joseph was here, he yeah. he, he would give Mahomes a little issue, you know. So you got to give credit with credit due, and you know AFC West teams they're gonna play each other tight because they know each other. They that's they they practice. And scheme against those teams the most. Yeah. You know, when they, you know, that's why most of the times when Andy plays these AFC West games, he pulls out most of his best stuff. He does. Against the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos because he's studied for them the most. Like he knows their scheme. They know our scheme. He knows their tendencies. They know that. They know all that stuff. It, It comes down to playmakers making plays in these games. When you play the Bengals and the Bills, yeah, they scheme, they 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 build their team to because at the end of the day, we're gonna have to play that team in the playoffs. But they also have to scheme for you know the Jets, the Dolphins, the Browns, the Ravens. You know they gotta 
their division. So, <clears throat> like I said, we're still in the driver's seat, and we just, you know, got to keep winning now. And even if, okay, if Buffalo wins out, they deserve the number they one. They deserve seed. it. Yep. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get mad like, damn, they shouldn't have got it. They don't deserve it. No, they deserve it. What's going on, Brent? What's up, what's up, what's up Brent? But yeah, they deserve the number one seed at the end of the day. So, but you know, we might have to depend on the Bengals to take care of business because I don't, I don't see the Dolphins because the Dolphins have lost, dropped two, and they're starting to look two is starting to look back down to earth. And yep, I don't know. Maybe he pulls it off next week, but I don't they're know. figuring them out. Two high safeties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like they did to us last year. Yep. But yeah, I I don't see them beating um the Bills next. I don't see the Dolphins beating no. the Bills next week. So we we're gonna have to depend on the Bengals, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati. We gotta depend uh, on our hearts. We gotta be we got we gotta have to go into spaces and make make nice with them and and, and be their friend and and talk nice. <laughs> we don't where, gotta do all that. Where's Zim at? Hey Zim, I like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay with me, Zim. We're Bengals fans this week. <laughs> We're gonna be Bengals fans this week. That doesn't even sound right. That's a bad taste in my mouth when I say that. It does. I have yeah. never rooted for that team. <laughs> even in the Super Bowl last year, I was going for the Rams. In the Bengals. <laughs> Hopefully. And no, we don't. <laughs> They'll find a way to lose that game. They will. Watch that get smoked. And I'm going to be in the spaces like, y'all can one job. You <laughs> can't get that done. Yeah, Man, one you job. know they're going to find a way to lose that game. God damn How you let that team beat y'all like that? <laughs> we only lost by three. I'll be gloating. We only lost by three. Y'all lost by ten. <laughs> no. Y'all lost by fourteen. What? What happened? There's this team, this bonded team that y'all keep talking about. No. No, but seriously. <clears throat> we might need to be but the Bills to lose to the Bengals, man. Like we want that home field advantage. But uh even if they don't, I still trust this team to go on the road, man. Well, even if we don't get the uh, one seed, we could still end up with home field throughout the playoffs, depending. You know, like last year, we didn't have like the last one seed. year. Yeah, yep. we didn't have the one seed, and was who, who got knocked? Oh, the Tennessee Titans got knocked out by the Bengals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got knocked out by the Bengals. Now that I'm thinking, now the hindsight is twenty twenty. Man, I wish the Titans were the one. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I know I was going for Cincinnati in that game too, so we could get that one seed. I don't think about it. It might not have been too bad to go to Nashville. That's <laughs> <laughs> like 2020. <laughs> oh man. Yep. It's, it's a Monday next night Monday. Game, so all I thought be on the oh yeah. And I'm off that day. Man, I'm ready for that game. Yeah, it's going down. It's going down. But yeah, like I said, man, we we gotta we gotta clean some stuff up. We gotta clean some stuff up, man. 
But not with the, with the bad talk. We got to celebrate, man, because somebody yeah. reached 10,000 yards, man. Travis Kelsey, man. We got to show love to Travis Kelsey, man. You know, 10,000 yards and another seven seven straight seasons of over 1,000 yards. Man, we just got to give him a round of applause, man, because you know what? He he's uh, he's arguably the best tight end in the league. Uh, it's ever. not arguable. He is or ever ever <laughs> not in the league, but ever ever best tight yep. end ever. And what he's doing, man, is just you know miraculous. He each year you think, okay, maybe this is the year he may drop off a little bit, but no, he's still Travis. He's still out there making linebackers and safeties look stupid and. It's spinning incredible. them around. Yeah, spinning them around, <laughs> putting them in the cycle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, Mark. But yeah, man, we just I just want to show love to Travis Kelsey, man, because like I said, he got 10,000 yards. He what did he pass? He passed Shannon Sharp. Did he, yep. Yesterday he in Denver. Yeah, he passed Shannon Sharp. You know what I'm saying? Who was the top, you know, who was the top five probably line? I mean, uh tight end of all time. So it's not, not no small feat for what Travis Kelsey is doing for his career, man. He continues to add on and <clears throat> the reliability that he provides to uh Patrick Mahomes, even in a year with no Tyreek Hill, Travis is still showing how great he is and you know, pending nothing bad happening. Uh I expect him to have at least what. 12, 1300 yards, probably this yep. year. Probably, probably 15, 16 touchdowns. Maybe, you know, you know, somewhere north of, you know, 13 touchdowns, you know. So he he's looking like he's going to have another career year. I don't know about that. I don't that know. one, that one, he would have to probably play three more years after this one to get that. And I don't know. Uh, that's and that's three like good years too. Yeah, like, like he probably played three more years, but that's like three more thousand yard seasons. Like he was like we would have to project him playing like he's playing right now. Yeah, in three years, like I know Gronk, Gronk had those back injuries, and 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 kudos to him. He hasn't really had any uh, big injuries other than his first year, his rookie season. Yep. He had the shoulder injury. That was it. Other than that, other than maybe a concussion here or, you know, something else. But other than that, t- Travis has been relatively healthy, you know, most of his career. So I got to give him that, you know what I'm saying? So maybe, maybe he, maybe he's a Tony Gonzalez. Maybe, you know, Tony, that's what made Tony great was that, you know, his longevity. I mean, even with Atlanta, he was still good. <laughs> yeah, he was. You know, so. Even those last couple of years. Yeah, even the last couple of years, he was still good. Yeah, Ty- I can't believe that fumble recovery touchdown. I, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? He squirted out. He just looked. Oh, you take it to the house. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, for real. But you know, like I said, I just want to show love to Travis Kelsey, man, because he deserves it, man. He's he's always gonna be a bright spot on the squad. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, since Clarence didn't come on, I was going to have a segment where I was going to talk him off the ledge, but, you know, he decided he couldn't come on today. So maybe tomorrow I'll talk him off the ledge. You know? <laughs> yeah. Talk about the Texans, you know, because, you know. He's not he's not feeling feeling good right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, not happy today. Man, he's not really happy today. So I get it. I get it. I, I can't be mad at him. So all right, Ty, let's give a game ball on both game sides ball. of the phone. You go ahead first. All right. So on the offensive side of the ball, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Jerick McKinnon. I think, you know, seven catches, 112 yards, six rush. I mean, two touchdowns, six rushes, 22 yards. Definitely got to be Jarek McKinnon. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm a little bit struggling here. I'm going to go with Willie Gay. He had that uh, interception return for a touchdown. He, you know, he was playing really good yesterday. I like to see that. I think he needs to be in more on third downs. I'm so confused on what they're doing with Darius Harris out there. If you notice, when they talked to him the other day about that, he didn't seem too happy about it. Yep. <laughs> he, he and I don't blame him. He didn't seem too happy about that. That's what we brought him here to do was was to be that guy on on third down in coverage. So I don't understand what they're thinking with Darius Harris. I thought he played well when Willie Gay was out, and I thought he should be a backup and rotate in here and there, but not on third downs. <laughs> I thought that they was going to, like, let him – he could rotate with Leo Chanel and all yeah. that stuff. But, yeah, Willie Gay should be out there on third, especially in passing downs. That's what he's good at. He's far more athletic. Like, like he's you can way, see it. Yeah, he's way better than that. Like, that's my problem with the Chiefs. Like, they always try to put a square peg in a round hole, and I don't get that. Like, that stubbornness, that's what gets you beat in the playoffs. Like, last year was Neiman over Bolton. Neiman over Bolton, Darius Sorensen over Thornhill. And it's like, I get it. They veterans and they know the scheme. What's good knowing the scheme if you're getting beat? Yeah. You're getting smoked. I could know the scheme all day, but if I don't have the athletic ability to get to point A to point B, it don't matter. It don't matter. (laughs) So, okay. That, no, those are good. He never plays third down last year when they brought that Sorensen and other linebacker pack. Yeah, yeah like, it's like, come on, man. Like, you see, it's not working. You see, Harris is out there struggling. Put, put him out there. Yeah, for real, it was last year. Like we, we like I don't know. Sometimes that's where I, I that's where I have my gripes with back. Me too. It's not, it's not always the play calling because, like I said, you can only do so much with what you got. And, you know, at the end of the day, players got to make plays. Yes, you can put your players in position to make plays, but at the same time, they got to make the play. They got to go out there and execute. So I'm not going to sit up here and bash bags all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you buy the bus ticket, but you got a Lambo. Yeah, that's <laughs> like yeah, what? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. Okay, so on offense, mm, who could I give it to? I guess you'd have to give it to McKinnon. Like, I, I, there's no, <laughs> <somebody> <laughs> else. 
<laughs> you know, everybody else had a so-so. You know, Travis had a so-so game. Pacheco, yeah. maybe, but he didn't get enough. Yeah, he, he didn't get, get enough, enough touches. Run. He didn't get enough yeah. touches, even though he had a decent game, 5.4 yards a carry. But, yeah. But give it to McKinnon. McKinnon balled out yesterday. He's the one that kept us in the game, you know, offensively. And he was the one putting up the numbers. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to uh McKinnon, if somebody didn't throw three interceptions, it might have been him, but yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that <laughs> on defense. I'm gonna give it to the defensive line, man. I'm gonna give him that six sacks. You gotta give it to the defensive line, man. Everybody was contributing, you know what I'm saying? Um, Brandon Williams, Brandon Williams just brought up had a sack, him and Darius Harris shared a sack together, and uh, who else had a sack? Oh, Dana. I think Dana had a sack. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones, Carl Loftus, Chris Jones, Juan Thornhill. He had a sack too, but you know, that's not defensive line. So um, <clears throat> so it was really five sacks. So, but still, five sacks for the defensive line. I gotta give them some love, man. Even though, you know, there was some there was parts of the game where they gave up some plays, but like I said, I'm gonna give the defensive line some love. They they made some plays out there. So all right, time man. I think that's pretty much it. I think we covered everything, man. Like, yeah. Like I said, man, next week or this Sunday, go back out there and um, beat the Texans. Make the Texans look like the worst team in the league. I don't. I don't want to see Kyle Allen have three hundred fifty <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. It's a defense. I think uh, Damian Pierce, you know, their star running back, looks like he might be sidelined for this game. With the ankle injury, so no, see, that's even better. Yeah, I don't want to see him going off for 150 yards because we can't tackle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to see, I don't want to see number 20. I'm not even gonna say his name no more. I want to see number 20 <laughs> on, getting stiffed on and shoved to the ground, choke slammed by Undertaker <sighs> choking some jobber. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I want to see this defense. They man, they better have eight sacks next week. That's what I always say. They, they better, better not eight. give up more than seventeen points. And I said At that all. last week in the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> they better go out there and put their foot on their neck. Yep, I expect a dominant win next. Some week. turnovers for Some sure. Turnovers. Interceptions. Yeah. Pick sixes. I want to see picks. I want to see Trent McDuffie get a pick. One of these rookies get a pick so they can feel good about themselves. Yeah, Driscoll. I think Driscoll can use – I think he's an athlete. He can use his legs a little bit. Let's see, that's what scares me, those running damn quarterbacks. Yeah. Because the problem is, is that Chris Jones gets up the middle – and then he, you know, there's no up. contain. Yeah, he goes on, and there's nobody contained on the outside. It's like, ah, this is why we need good defensive ends in the draft and in the offseason next year. Yeah, like, we got to, we got to go get, get a big out. name, a Brian yeah. Burns, uh, somebody, somebody like that. Go, go get Nick Bosa, man. I don't care, man. Just go get somebody, man. Call the Chargers and give Joey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's get the brothers on the same team. And then trade for the Watt brothers, too. Let's, let's, get, them let's, get, them all, let's, let's get them all. Let's get them all. Put Chris Jones in the middle. JJ in the middle. <laughs> TJ. <laughs> get rotate. <laughs> yeah. Pick your poison. Final game of the road yep. trip. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and put a stamp on this so we can have two home games and then end it off with that poverty franchise out here in Las Vegas <laughs> who lost me some money the other day. How are you going to let Baker Mayfield, 98-year-old? And you know what? In my gut, I knew not to bet on them because they, they burned me early in the season when they were the favorites. And I knew it. I said, I, was, I shouldn't pick them. I should take the Rams on the money line. But you know what I did? Nope. I took the Raiders because I knew, okay, they got Baker Mayfield. He's coming off the street. Like, yeah. Two days, two days, you don't know, 40 hours. Like that. Then uh, they start Wolford. Oh man, my chances are even better. <sighs> Poverty <laughs> franchise, that's what they are. They, they, I don't even know why they came out here. Why they come to Vegas? Why do we have to get the damn Raiders out here? I'd rather have the Chargers, honestly. I, I'm being real <laughs> with you. As injury prone as they are. I'd rather have the Las Vegas Chargers out here. These they would have had a these they would have had a fan base out here. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have had a fan base out here. <laughs> man. Oh damn. Man, he had 200 something yards and he didn't get in the end zone. Hey man, watch out for Detroit, man. They coming. Watch out for Detroit. You saw Jameson Williams. He had a touchdown. Yeah, Jameson Williams, real deal. They gonna get him going. Yeah, that's crazy. He did have. He had like two hundred. Jesus, that's the problem with Detroit. They ain't got no good defense. Yeah, that, that I defense. Saw, I saw. I saw the, the the locker room, and lo and behold, who do I see? Mike Hughes. I said, that's why he's, <laughs> that's why the defense is trash. Yeah, Mike Hughes out there. See now. Mike Hughes. Man, I forgot. I forgot about dude ever since uh, he got sat down in that dimensional <laughs> game. I was like, hold on. I said, that Mike Hughes? Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That's why the defense is bad. <laughs> He'll be cut next year, hopefully. Oh yeah, he's gone. He might be out of the league soon with the way he's been playing, man. He'll be special teams, be running, be a gunner. Yeah. So all right, man. Let's go ahead and land this team. Get up out of here. <clears throat> let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Every Morning Quarterback. If you look down at the bottom, you'll see the little link to the website, emqpodcast.com slash locker dash room. If you click on that. You will see the locker room access to all the various podcasts that are under the Every Morning Quarterback umbrella. You got the Jets one, you got the Patriots one, the 49 one, the Chargers one, and you got ours, Arrowhead Chief Podcast. If you click on the banner, you'll see all of our audio, all of our episodes that we put up, um, the recent ones to the ones in the past. If you want to go back to the past and listen to our old episodes, you can. Um, uh, and you know, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel too. But subscribe and also check out their uh podcast every morning quarterback. They talk about everything league wise, they also have other uh 
podcast on there too. I also have a betting uh podcast on there. You can go on there and look on their stuff and get betting tips for the week. So and they got college football stuff on there too. So go ahead, subscribe to their YouTube channel, check them out, follow them on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, they're on both platforms. You see their uh, tag right there, EMQ Podcast. So check them out. Shout out to Anthony, Brandon, Connor, and Zach for doing anything over there. And if you want to listen to our podcast, we are available on all streaming platforms, which is Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker, Apple, Google. We're on all of them. If you want to listen to our audio, go ahead, go to whatever streaming platform that you use, and you will find Arrowhead Chief Podcast on there. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are available on all social medias. You see the tag up there, AH Chief Podcast. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Follow us. We'll follow you back. I usually tell Clarence to say this, which why Clarence, because we're not Hollywood, you know, because uh, we'll follow you back. You know, we ain't, we're fans just like you guys, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to follow you guys and you can interact with us <clears throat> on Twitter, Instagram, wherever social media platform that you use the most. You know, you got some feedback, some suggestions, some questions, things that you want us to talk, topics that you want us to talk about on live stream we'll talk about them, you know if it's within reason now well don't be asking us stupid questions <laughs> dumb questions now but if it's within reason we will answer all your questions and you know talk about whatever topics because we want to give you all the best chief content that we can give you there's various other pod, chief podcasts out there i understand that so we try to give our you know our version of our you know content you know so and we appreciate all the people who come and rock with us mark and you know you know a few other people uh that come into our lives and chit chat with us and talk you know join the live so <clears throat> definitely definitely uh hit us up on social media all right Ty, you got anything you know coming up this week uh yeah i i got a, another show i'm doing tonight recap on my channel and then probably wednesday or thursday i'm gonna be working with the you know the houston texans preview it should be a pretty um short video should be under an hour so y'all should definitely come on <laughs> might be like 25 minute video <laughs> yeah, we got the, i might think of some content tomorrow man Hopefully Clarence come on tomorrow because you know he, man, he hopefully he's out of the funk. Stupid question, such as can you take <laughs> Oh, let's see. I think you got uh, a zero chance of that no. happen. <laughs> no. no, no, no. No, they're gonna be getting Bryce Young or CJ Shroud. Will it's gonna be Will Levis watch? It's gonna be. It's gonna be. <laughs> Man, <Levis>. I'm not <laughs> sold on him at all. He's Mitchell Trubisky. That's what he yeah. is. That's exactly who he is. And they're gonna take him. Watch. It's tried and true in the draft. They're gonna see his measurements and his arm talent, and they're gonna be like, "That's the guy, not the guy who's been in Alabama and winning championships over here." <laughs> He's going to make that one throw in the shorts and T-shirt, and oh, everybody's – it's going to be clipped. It's going to be on TikTok, Instagram. Mel Kuyper, <laughs> Mel Kuyper and, and Todd Mache are going to have a, a orgy fest. <laughs> Excuse my language. It's, it's gonna, 
They're gonna, they're gonna go. They're gonna go all over themselves. Because <laughs> when they see when they see that kid throw that deep ball down the field for seventy yards, well, yeah, that's the guy. Not the kid that's been with Nick Saban yep. in the championship. And that ain't CJ. Even though CJ Stray really won the big game, but at least he plays for a big program. At least he's in the big games. <laughs> Jesus. Kentucky. Let me get this kid up out of here. I mean, you know what? I could be wrong. He could be Patrick Mahomes. I no. could be wrong. <laughs> You're right. He's <laughs> <laughs> he could be Patrick Mahomes, but I'm but I'm willing to die on that hill. He could be a, a mediocre quarterback. He could be an Andy Dalton. He could be Daniel Jones. That's what I really yeah. see when I see him. That's what I see. Daniel Jones. That's a great comparison, actually. That is what I see. Daniel freaking Jones and the Raiders are going to pick him. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's who's going to pick him. The Raiders. Yeah, you know, Houston's got to be going for Bryce, right? I mean, with the connections to Alabama. Yeah. They already took so many Alabama players last year, like yeah, Mechie. Mechie. Uh, there's a couple other ones, too. Yeah, they got to take Bryce. I, I mean, yeah, they better take him. <laughs> and then you get to pair him with one of his old college receivers. Yeah, and... Exactly. Hopefully Mechie's getting better. I know he had that low, you know, the lymphoma. Yeah. Hopefully he's getting better. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. If, if if Magic can get back to being in the form that he was in Alabama, then yeah, that that's always going to be a plus, you know, for the Texans. Um, I think Brandon Cooks is is probably on the chopping block. Oh yeah, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they they had to trade. They trade Chris, had to trade Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Uh, Legarius need. They had to trade the whole team, man. <laughs> and get Will Anderson. And get Will Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> They're not getting no damn Will Anderson. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Matthew is. A yeah, beast. he is. He's a beast. Um, I actually like Nico Collins too. I think Nico Collins is not a bad receiver either. They had uh yeah, they get Bryshawn possibly get another receiver in that room because like I said, I think Cooks is gone. I think he either he gets traded or he gets cut. Cut, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those two. He could be an option for the Chiefs looking ahead. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, two years ago I'd have been cool with Brandon Cooks, but now not right now. He's washed up at this we point. Need- we need young. We need young receiver talent. <laughs> I agree with that. We need a young speedster. I mean, I like Kadarius Tony. He might provide that, but his injury history has kind of got me like, mm, I don't know. He's <laughs> Sammy Happy Watkins. <laughs> he might be Sammy Part Two Point So <laughs> you might not yeah, be able to count for him. Good game out of him. Yeah, man. That was that's gonna be in the thirty for thirty, man. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest game Kadarius Tony played. Do you see this play? He never, he never played again. <laughs> this little did Chiefs fans know this was the first and last of Kadarius Tony they would see. And the Jets finesse job. Yeah. I could see that. Agreed. Agreed. 
I wholeheartedly and the Eagles is gonna get better because they got a top what three pick yep. next year. Yeah, they did. They, they definitely did warn warned us. me. <laughs> they warned us. They they did. They did. But you know, that optimism, you know, <laughs> it kills you every time. Now look, it's early. It's early, y'all. It's early. You know what I'm saying? He he might be a staple on our Super Bowl run. And we looking at Kadarius Tony in a whole nother light. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to show a little bit of good faith and say that he's going to be healthy. I would trust Rick Burkholter to get him right because I don't know what the training staff does with the Giants. So we got one of the best training staffs in the league. I think they'll be all right. We'll be all right with Kadarius. We get Miko back. We're going to be scoring. We're going to be scoring 55 points a game. Yeah, we just need that speed element. It really goes back to that. I've never seen this team without Patrick, or, you know, with Patrick Mahomes as quarterback, not have speed. Like I haven't seen this team not have speed since probably twenty, like fifteen, fourteen, when yeah. Dwayne Bow was the number one receiver. True. When 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 the first year with Alex Smith. Yeah. <laughs> the first year with Alex. Smith. We had no speed on that roster besides uh, Jamal Charles. And then, and then, you know, that's true. And then, other than that, and then when Jer- even with Jeremy Macklin, he wasn't really a speed guy. Nah, he, was, he's- he was more shifty, quick, ran good routes. You know what I'm saying? That was that was Jeremy Macklin's game, but he kind of was injury prone too. So he was kind of in and out of the lineup, whatever. He had a thousand, he had the 1,000 yard season. And then after that, it was just kind of like downhill. Um, then he got cut. It was just like, damn, Don, <laughs> cut the man. That's yeah. Cool. This way you didn't, even, you didn't even talk to him, you left a message. Like that's why they got rid of John Dorsey because he was too shrewd of an operator. Like he was like Brett V seemed like he's a little bit more personal, like you know, yeah. he talks to the guys, they like him, whatever. You could tell they ain't like John Dorsey. Even with the way he, he handled the reek situation at the end of the day, that sets a good tone, you know, a good example moving forward that players will want to come play here because he worked with Tyreek. He said, Where do you want to go? You know, yeah, within one of the better offers. Because John Dorsey would have sent Tyreek Hill to the Texans. Like, yeah. <laughs> he don't care. He was, I want your number one overall pick, and you going to the Texans. I don't care where you would go. So, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I think I think that's why the downfall with Justin Houston, that's why Justin Houston has bad taste in his mouth for this organization because of John Dorsey. I think Eric Berry was one of the reasons. Yeah, Eric like, Berry, that was unfortunate. Right. Even that. Jamal Charles, I don't think, you know what I'm saying, had a good rapport with him. Like, I think that that's one – That's I mean, also his bad uses of the cap. Like, he tore that cap up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had all this cap money. He came in and he said, okay, I'm, here you go. You get a check. You get a check. And he was paying dues a day late. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> yeah. God, man, you wait a year, a whole year to pay. You should have paid him last year. So, yeah, Dorsey was just, yeah, he, he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that year. If it was yeah, his that, first or second year. Yeah, no receiver had a touchdown. That was bad, man. That was. <sighs> I love you, Alex. That's all I'm going to say. Love you, Alex. All right, people, we're going to get up on out of here. Yep. Uh, hope you all have a good rest of your week. Come back tomorrow, uh, 7 o'clock Central Time, 5 o'clock Pacific Time. Me and Clarence will be on here to talk about the Texans and get ready for Sunday's game, man. 
and check out uh Ty. Uh, you said you rocking on Wednesday. Yeah. Check out Ty on Wednesday. What time are you going on? Probably about six thirty. Yeah, six thirty. So taking about six thirty. Well, so it's like four thirty our time. So uh, four thirty Pacific time. So check him out. Follow him. I will put the link in the description box and all that, that good man. stuff. So, uh, all right, time man, you have a good day. Yep, man. you too, man. Appreciate yeah, you man. for having me on as always. Oh, okay. you know that we do it on Mondays, man. Yep. Hopefully next week, Clans will come on. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have him back on. <laughs> I, was, I was looking forward to a Clarence rant, but you know, whatever. All right, all right, man. All right, y'all, we gone.